Welcome to Equal Inspired, the inclusive podcast, brought to you by Equal IT. Plamena Shaniva joins us, who is an IT consultant, passionate entrepreneur, and relentless diversity and inclusion advocate. After graduating with a master's in computer science and engineering from the Technical University of Denmark, and also experiencing all possible challenges as a minority in the industry, she established the Wonder Coders NGO. Plamena is also the founder of the Nordic Women in Tech Awards, which is one of the biggest women in tech communities in the Nordics. And she is also a board member of the European Female Founders Network. Thank you for having me. In true equal inspired fashion, we would love to start by knowing who or what is inspiring you at the moment? Oh, I love this question. <laughs> um, I think what I really try, and I know that this is probably not the kind of a cliche answer that a lot of people are coming up with. I think I I try to really inspire myself a lot. There is a lot of role models, and I, I know we'll be talking about Nordic Women Tech Awards in a bit. But we try to get as many as possible role models in the Nordics, you know, people that are already in the IT industry to to inspire others to get into the field with their accomplishments uh, throughout the years. But I find it also because growing up in and being, you know, the minority in the tech industry, it's very, it was very difficult, you know, to be something that you cannot see. If you don't see other women out there, it's just very difficult for you to find something that is in or someone, sorry, that inspires you. And I really tried really hard to push myself to be better and better and better um, every year, every step of the way. So I imagine myself uh, at times, okay, what, who will I be in like five or 10 years? And will this person there inspire me now? So I try to kind of take the ladder a little bit and be a better version of myself, even though that there's a lot of, you know, people around me that can easily inspire me. But I really try to push myself to challenge myself a lot. I absolutely love that. Sometimes we can just put so much pressure on ourselves. And if we can change that lens to really work to inspire ourselves, as opposed to putting ourselves down and focusing on those negatives, then it's going to make us better and more productive. Sometimes we tend to get lost, you know, and I've heard this so many times, like people are saying, oh, you know, I reached all my goals. I think I'm done. And I was like, you cannot be done. Otherwise you get lost in life. You really have to find something that inspires you, find something that makes you improve, makes you grow, you know, something, something to dream for even. Just aim a goal that you strive for. I completely agree with you. And your career has been really inspirational to get to where you are now. But we'd love to know how you entered the tech space. What was that journey like for you? I honestly feel like it was very natural for me. I don't know. Uh, for, for some people, they, they found inspiration in something. For me, my entire life, I mean, growing up, I remember that I grew up with video games. I don't know if you remember it. I, I think, what was it called? Game Boy? Back in the day, there was this game. It, oh my God. It, I was so obsessed by it, honestly, <laughs> like, as a child. 
Um, and it, it became so natural for me. Like I, I felt like my path was just, you know, I don't know, like like drawn from since I was a child. And I saw like a lot of people are saying that we we push women back from technology. And in a way, that's true. But I could actually see it from early, you know, early years. Uh, me and my sister, we we grew up in the same environment with the same friends. But she was so not interested in technology totally opposite of me i was very much into geeky stuff in general whether it's video games or like the the old the um, uh, sony playstations uh, the very very first ones and all that like i was completely obsessed by it and computers later on um so it's it just like i knew from from yeah from early age that i would do probably keep developing in that field and I'm still here <laughs> years later I'm still here but it's um yeah I guess just my obsession from childhood with technology I remember my parents telling me to take in the house I was the only one that was crazy about you know mobile phones I'll disassemble them all check what there is inside then I'll assemble them again you know things like that I was very yeah I was very fascinated how technology works and how it impacts our life and how it fast you know evolves and develops and into so many new interesting stuff gadgets um yeah game boy it was an addiction let's be real for me as well at some point i was really into spyro and then when harry potter come out that was it i was hooked on the philosopher's stone playing that game literally 24 7 god i miss those days it was such an addiction unbelievable <laughs> But it's great that you had that interest from a young age and you've been on that journey and throughout that journey, did you notice any lack of representation that maybe influenced your experience? I think my biggest eye-opener, I must say, was when I moved to Denmark. Before that, gr growing up in um, in Eastern Europe, things were quite different because... I honestly didn't feel like we were divided between boys and girls. It's just like, if you want to climb the tree uh, as a girl, just go ahead and do it. We didn't have this kind of stoppers where you were like, oh, you know, be careful or girls don't do that. We didn't really have this kind of expressions. I would even call them expressions because they are. Um, like things like, oh, one lady doesn't behave like that. You know, we. We never had that. And in general, women in, in, in Balkans were very kind of strong personalities. Even though, of course, we had some limitations. It's just that our personalities were quite different. And the way we would uh, grow um, or children will grow will be outside uh, playing in the field. And there were so many dangerous things around, but we didn't care. So there was, I, I honestly didn't feel this divide that I felt when I moved to uh, Western Europe, maybe a little bit on, um, yeah, on that side. Also, when I studied in IT, we were 50-50, like the representation or the ratio between women and men entering IT fields was 50-50. And by day, Eastern Europe is much ahead than the rest of the Europe when it comes to um, women following uh, career paths in the, in, in the tech industry. I think that there was something from kind of cultural perspective that um, I honestly didn't feel 
misrepresented. When you moved over to Western Europe, what did that look like when you say lack of representation? I honestly had a cultural shock when I moved into to Western Europe. Of course you get it because they were so different, even though it's Europe. Different cultures, uh, different way of, uh, you know, working even. Um, so when I moved in here, I, I moved in for my master's degree. Um, and I was supposed to stay in Denmark for one, one and a half years. But you know, 14 years later, I'm still here. <laughs> um, when I moved first and I started studying, I realized that um, first of all, of course, you get the cultural shock because you're moving to a new place with, you know, different personalities here and how, you know, things are in, in, in Denmark in general. Um, we have so many, we're very different and very different cultures. And I don't even know how to, I, I guess we have to dive deeper into each one of the kind of uh, segments maybe to, to, to for you to have a better understanding. But if we stay away a little bit from kind of personalities and, you know, cultures and move towards um, education, when I moved in, the first thing, apart from this cultural shock that I had, the first thing was me entering a huge hall, a hundred, a hundred plus people in the hall. And then I was just looking around and I was the only woman. You know, the first thing that shocked me, I was like, what's going on here? Like, is there like a place for women and like a separate program for women and separate for men? Because I studied computer science and I expected Maybe not like completely core representation, but I honestly didn't expect that I'll be the only one. These were like 100 plus students. It's not like, you know, being 10 and you're the only one out of 10, which is still bad, but not us, um, as in 100 people in, in the audience. And all my teachers were male. All my core colleagues were male. I remember there was uh, two ladies that jumped in the program for just um, a few weeks, I guess, uh, but they were in... They just jumped in for a specific subject. Otherwise, they were studying a completely different program. I think it was more towards physics, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so computer science was, yeah, I felt I felt lonely, I must say, very, very lonely. Because I know that this is a stereotype and we're trying to break stereotypes right now a lot. But stereotypical programmers, so people that study computer science, they're not as social. So when you end up in a situation being the only woman there, in many cases, they're shy um, to approach you. They'll prefer, you know, to be somewhere else. And me or them accepting me to be part or to do projects with them, it was almost impossible um, because they didn't feel comfortable with me. And that puts even much more pressure on top of all that was happening. So, and a lot of women drop out the first semester um, of their IT education. This is just really bad. It's still happening, you know, because they were like, oh, this is not for me. Let me just move into something else. Because they don't feel welcomed. They don't feel supported. And that happens. It, it happens. You cannot, it, it's very difficult to change that. And I think it starts with the institution that you're studying in. They have to find a way to fight this because otherwise we're not going to make a difference. And it might be through social activities. It might be something, but they just need to, they, they need to do something about it. 
Um, so I dropped out as well. I dropped out the first semester because I was like, okay, apparently nobody wants me to be part of this or program or I, I'm not, I don't fit in here. Um, so the second semester I tried again, I jumped back and I was like, okay, let me retake all the classes that I didn't take the first semester. And I tried really hard and I was so close on dropping out the second semester as well. And just to call it quits of the program. I, re I, I met one of my uh, very good friends by day. Um, he is he's he's a male, um, but he was also a foreigner. And because he came also from a country where there was a big representation of women in the IT industry, he was not shy towards women, or it wasn't difficult for for him to work with uh, with women and do projects with women. So I'm I'm grateful that that I met him because I remember. Um, he came to me and he said, oh, you are much better than you, than you think you are. Um, so I think I needed this push. I needed this kick. I needed someone to tell me, yes, you can do it. Um, because if you are in a place like that, where you, you feel you, you're full with doubts, you don't feel like you fit in, you feel unwelcomed, something needs to happen. And it's at that point, it's very hard. For you to t tell yourself, yes, you can do it, you know, push it, you know, try it out. Because I did, you know, I tried, I went for a second semester. I could have just said, you know, that's it. But I knew that technology is where I wanted to develop. So I had to, yeah, I had to push myself, but I also needed, I needed that support. And I'm very grateful for him that he came to me and, and, and you know, he was with me, supporting me. And then remember the third semester, actually, I was the one who was doing his, uh, homework at times so he was so proud <laughs> I, I was just giving back you know at times um but yeah I, I that kind of led to to what I'm working right now that led to to the establishment of the NGO I needed more women to to know that there is someone who cares and and you can get the support you can be I'm so pleased that you were able to have that support system as well and you experienced that sense of allyship and I resonate a lot with that it's something I experienced with my co-founder Jonathan many many years ago that almost led to that full circle moment of us launching Equal IT what do you feel people can do to better support women in tech what can they do I guess to give you all the feels that you received from your friend I think you said it earlier being an ally and really caring um we need people to care about the challenges that we go with I think we turned um and and what I don't like I'm just going to step up a little bit here what I don't like is having an organizations that support women but limit the the members in the organization. I do not like that because you're basically telling half of the population on earth, we're going to do it, you know, ourselves. We don't need you there. Uh, it, it doesn't work like that. I personally have experienced that. I got the help from a man who, who really cared and he was like, hey, you know what? You're human. I don't care if you're male or female. If you have a problem, we, we fix it together. And I think this is what we need. We just need everyone to 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 be together and and for um, some men because I know that there's there there are some that already have uh, already understand what's going on, but those that don't understand it yet, they need to be taught. They need to be guided because otherwise they'll keep believing what they're believing. And in many cases, they don't support uh, women in tech, for example, organizations or female empowerment organizations because they feel they don't belong there, and it, 
we're basically trying to fix a problem with a problem. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. No, no. Um, so we we are actually doing the, the same thing that was done before. It, it, yeah, it's not like eye for an eye. Is it? <laughs> that's not the idea behind it, right? So, um, so everyone can help. Can help. Everyone can support. It doesn't matter you're a male, female member, queer community. It doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is that we need to be in this together and support one another. And support, I mean in a kind, I, I like the expression leading with kindness. Kindness does a huge thing and changes so much. I know that a lot of people love arguing and I, 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 I've had cases where people will argue with me, oh, this is not how you feel. You're the one telling me how I feel. Then that no, no, no. <laughs> I I had the experience, you know. I had the challenges. I understand that you have an opinion, but if you haven't been in my shoes, you cannot understand fully what I've been, I have gone through. And you should be shouldn't be the one telling me how to do things or how I feel. The only thing that I would expect from you is, you know, just to listen. And many things is like. If you don't understand it, it doesn't mean that you should reject it. You just listen through it and be kind, be nice. Or if, if you think that you cannot support or if you don't want support, then just be quiet. You know, then go towards your way to your, your direction, keep it for yourself and let the rest fight their fight. It's, it's as simple as it is. And I've had teachers that I asked them, if you see that there is a female in your computer science class, software development, or whatever, make sure that you ask her. Make sure that you ask her if she feels good and if she needs any support. Because in many cases, if they're the only ones who are minority in a group of people, that they feel like an outsider. And it's important that, as I mentioned already, is the institution is the uh, is the teachers. They need to give the support. Um, so it's a, it's a, it's it might be a one step, but it's a step ahead. Um, I keep saying that just one step, but it's ahead. That's um, sometimes it's the simple things. These personal experiences that you've had, this journey that led you to starting Wonder Coders, the NGO, and that then led to the Nordic Women in Tech Awards. Could you share a little bit more about the focus and the mission? I have started um, nonprofit organization because I I really wanted to support other people that were going through the same challenges that I was going through. Um, and of course, the focus were, was primarily women, but then we knew that we shouldn't be limited. And if there is someone who wants to learn, they're more than welcome to join um, their organization. They were more than welcome to join the, the initiatives that we were running. We tried to partner up with different organizations sorry, where they would teach us, for example, um, different aspects of, of technology. Uh, it could be from computer science to IT project management, even entrepreneurship if you want to be an entrepreneur one day. So it was a lot of a lot more hands-on than just, you know, talks because we had people that could be speakers and they can talk more about, you know, their experience in the industry and all that. But what we wanted was really the hands-on experience because sometimes you need to feel, um, sometimes you have the skills and you, as, as I mentioned to you earlier, you don't know who, how good you are until someone tells you that you are good enough. Um, so we wanted to inspire um, uh, people. We wanted 
for them to know that, you know, there is an organization out there. If you feel stuck, whether it's in a project or whether you're unsure if you want to start search and education and you want to give it a start first and see whether this is something for you or not, this was the place to go. Um, and so we would organize events such as SheTech, where we would just get together and do some projects together and share some, um, um, do some knowledge sharing. Um, and there were so many, I mean, we've been running it since 2017, um, and we would have two or three events per month where we would have like a coding Sundays, for example, we meet for an entire day. We get some lecturers to come and share their experiences. Then we do some exercises in the afternoon and it was honestly amazing uh, before Corona, after Corona hit, we couldn't do it on site, but <clears throat> at some point we had these amazing people who would come to us and say, hey, you know, we love what you do. We really want to develop into the field, but we don't feel supported. Then they'll go to organizations and they'll be rejected with no answer what for. And, and that really hurts your confidence because you start, doubt, start doubting yourself. Is it like my skills and my experience? But... In most cases, is the stereotype that you, if you're a woman, you're not good enough in technology. So we decided to partner up with organizations. And then instead of only teaching women, because the full focus was, you know, women and changing women and supporting women and empowering women, we were like, okay, I think we need to take another direction or maybe uh, extra direction um, and support companies in their way towards diversity and inclusion, to be more welcome, to be more inclusive towards women, whether it's changes in their recruiting process, whether it's um, uh, educating their teams, how to be more inclusive. So we, we wanted to, uh, to support both ends. Um, and then at some point, women, you know, they'll get a job, with cases where they'll get a job, they'll come to us and they'll say, hey, you know, it's great, you know, I'm part of this team. But I'm the only woman there and um, I don't really see or find any role models in the, in the industry. And then we're like, okay, then maybe we should do something else. Because we know that there is a lot of women in the Nordics that have achieved a lot in the industry. Why don't we feature and celebrate them? And this is what we did with Nordic Women in Tech Awards. So Nordic Women in Tech Awards has one one main goal and that's featuring and celebrating women that have already achieved a lot in the industry that that's has been our main um kind of focus with nordic women take awards and we started in 2018 um with the first award ceremony that was i would say very danish <laughs> um because it started in denmark but then um we knew that if we want to be truly Nordic, we have to do something together with other organizations. So we reached out to Women in Tech Gothenburg, Women in Tech Iceland, Women in Tech Oslo, and we said, hey, you know what, let's just do it together. Like, our organization will represent Denmark, your organizations are representing the rest of the Nordic countries. Hopefully we'll get Finland on board um, in the upcoming years. But if we want to make a difference in the Nordics as a start, we should all work together. And then they just jumped in with open arms and they're like, hey, of course, you know, we're, we're definitely in, we're on board. At the end of the day, we have, we're on the same mission. And I think we should work together instead of compete. It's enough that we compete, you know, on daily basis. 
we compete and we wear these masks outside when we, you know, whether it's at work or in front of investors or anywhere, I think working together and not competing um, will bring us much more benefits and will bring much more benefits to each one of the organizations, not only to Nordic Women in Take Awards. So, yeah, this year we are going to have the event in Iceland and I'm very excited about it. It's the first time that we're doing it there. Um, it's been a journey so, journey so far. Um, the one thing that I want to see, because I see a lot of people, part of the the, the, the event, that they're very excited ab- about it, that are eager to be part of this community, uh, that we're to be right now 7,000 plus members. Um, I want to see more organizations supporting it. Because... We know that we have the struggle. Uh, we know the challenges that we go through. We need the organizations to be there and support us. We want to see that organizations care. And I think this is, yeah, this is kind of what we're trying to do right now to get more organizations on board for them to understand that this is not just another Women in Tech um, event. It's a lot more. It's a lot bigger. It's a community that wants to see that you as a representative from a certain organization or as an organization overall, you care about us and you care about diversity inclusion and you want to see women um, achieving goals in the tech industry and, and being part of the future because we know that this technology is going where it is. It's not going to stop. So we need to see women represented there. For organizations to come on board, it's so impactful because it enables you to really walk the talk. If you're a business that highlights that DEI is something that they truly care about, well, if we put the magnifying glass onto your values, what action are you taking? And supporting, sponsoring Nordic Women in Tech Awards is a great way in which you can showcase that. I absolutely love your mission to amplify role models. It's so impactful. And how does it actually work, the awards? What we want to make sure is that, of course, we have an award ceremony and we want to make it as nice as the Oscars in the Nordics. So, and it's getting there. I think I think we're really doing good. Um, but what is happening is so that we have, every year we have about between three and 700 nominees um, for an award. We have 10 award categories. It can be uh, from Digital Leader of the Year and to uh, Developer of the Year. Uh, we try to cover most of the aspects in the in the in the um, tech industry, um, and we have yeah. This year we have about seven hundred nominees um, in ten categories, and we have local and global judges. So local judges are voting. Let's say if we have nomination uh, Sweden, and we do, then we have local judges in Sweden that are choosing who should be shortlisted for um for a winner in each one of the categories. So local judges vote for shortlisted nominees. Then we go to the next level, which is global judges uh, sitting in the global judging pl- panel that are voting for a winner in each one of the of the of the categories. We don't announce the winners before the ceremony in uh, in November. So uh, we usually pick up uh, second Thursday of, of November for the award ceremony every year. And uh, we announce the winners there, yeah. So we have like a normal award ceremony where we have a mix, I would say, between speakers, inspirational speakers, and um, handing out awards. We have a great DJ usually with nice music, a great atmosphere, amazing dinner. And this year, based on the feedback that we received 
from last year. We're trying to give a little bit more space for networking. So we're hoping that this year we're going to be able to to organize a separate networking event for all the guests that are coming to to Iceland. And of course, there is no ceremony without a lot of dancing. So at the end of the ceremony, we uh, we reserve our time for dan- dancing and you know just just having fun and just having one day. Uh, at least a year where we can, you know, take off all masks and not caring a, 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 about anything, but just, you know, relax, take it all out, have fun, no judgment. We love that. We love that that everyone feels like they're welcomed and nobody's pointing fingers. We just dance and enjoy life, basically. Yeah, it's good times, good vibes. I can honestly vouch for that. I have firsthand experience from attending last year. It was absolutely amazing, so empowering, so much fun. I've met so many people there that I continue to speak with today and have collaborated with in many ways. And there's just no words, Plamena, there really isn't. I'm getting excited thinking about this year already. And it's great that you focus on the feedback. You're always evolving. How else would you say that the event has evolved from when you first started to this year? Initially, when it started, it was... A more of um it was part of the summit that we organized um in 2017 yeah and the first one is, was in 2017 so we organized um uh, a diversity summit which was the first ever um in in the nordics now we have uh, a bigger one that is happening in norway but this one we really wanted to do something because it felt like Something was happening, some initiatives started popping up about diversity, inclusion, belonging, but we didn't have like a platform where we can feature inspirational speakers, we can have panel discussions. That was missing a little bit. Like you would have like many events from here and there, but something big for an entire day was missing. So we organized that and then... um I came up with the idea at the end of the event. I was like, hey, we have so many you know, people here. Why don't we just you know, give some awards and based on uh, the achievements that they have had uh, in, the, in the industry. And then um, my co-founder, uh, Katya, she was very, very much into it. She was like, yeah, yeah, let's do that. So we ordered because we didn't have any money. You know, It, it was the first year that we started. We barely had uh, some companies that were on board. We didn't have any money. I were like, oh, let's just order something from Amazon. I think just <laughs> the most important thing is that we give something, you know, like uh, so they're proud of their achievements. And I remember it was so hilarious. Like one of the awards just broke on stage. <laughs> That's how it is when you order from Amazon. <laughs> but we really wanted to do something, right? Uh, and then the next year, Rasmus uh, jumped on board. He said in, in the advisory board and he said, hey, Let's divide the awards and have them separate from the summit. And we did that. So the awards became in a way like a separate entity. It's been a long way to go. And I, I'm very proud of what we have achieved. Honestly, it's been, uh, it's been quite a journey. But now we have like proper awards <laughs> that they're not falling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Falling apart or breaking on stage. Uh, we have a much bigger community than, than before. We have changed our uh, visual identity entirely. And the first year that we changed the visual identity of the of Nordic Women Take Awards was actually the, the year of Corona. And we had to organize the event because we didn't know by the end whether they, they will be allowed to have it on site or not. Um, and we had to change um, uh, or adjust from a physical to uh, online event in one month. 
So it was quite of a journey. We we managed to pull it together, the entire team, which was great. Uh, and we used uh, an awesome system with with avatars for, for the actual ceremony and all that. And I think it was amazing, honestly. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been quite a journey. Uh, I would say for the past two years, uh, 2021, when we had the European Commission representation on uh, at the, uh, at the ceremony, I was like blown away. I was like, hey, we're only like three years old at the time. And the European Commission actually care about us, so so they're present at the at the, the summit. Um, I'm I'm very grateful, honestly. I'm, I'm super grateful for everything that is happening. Seems like people do care, and it seems like we have the right. We're building the right community, meaning that I have known you through someone. You know me through someone, or they know each other from Nordic Women in Take Awards. Um, this is I know that this is also, for example, how you met Alexandra. And, you know, like we're getting so connected. And even though that we say, you know, the world is big, but actually we're not. <laughs> we're so connected and there is, we're so diverse. Like I'm not from the, from the Nordics, but I represent Denmark at the Nordic Women in Tech Awards, right? We're so diverse and I'm so grateful for it. Um, I'm grateful for, for all the men that are part of the community as well, that are mentoring, that are, you know, consulting, supporting, giving advices or just being a partner um, or plus one at the ceremony, just being there, being present, it's so important. The evolution, it's amazing. What you're building is a real powerful support system. You may go to Nordic Women in Tech Awards, go into that room and not know anybody, but I can tell you, you'll be leaving knowing a lot of people and having made friends. It's such a warm, a welcoming environment and you really feel like everybody has your back. Everybody wants you to do well and it's just amazing. How did you go about assembling a team that shared your vision throughout the years? I think we're just all passionate about it uh with my co-founder she said she has been supporting me and sometimes my crazy ideas <laughs> as much as i support her uh we've been with each other since 2000 since the very first summit that I, i've organized and she she has always been passionate about not only supporting women in tech but i her personality is about being a change maker. She wants to bring something. Uh, she wants to make a change. She wants to make sure that something is left, you know, like the, the product of her kindness and dedication. She can see it with every event that we have. She can see it in the eyes of people when they come to the event. She can see it in the, uh, um, in the, in the, in the eyes of those receiving an award on stage. She can see, you know, the product of everything that she has been doing throughout the year. Um, and we recently actually had a case where one of the volunteers was like, hey, I want to be with with you for the rest of, you know, for it doesn't matter how many years you're going to have Nordic Women in Tech Awards. And I'm so happy to hear that because honestly, I mean, no, nobody's getting paid. I'm not get, getting paid. We're not, not getting anything out of it uh, financially. But I feel like I'm richer because I have gotten so many friends, first of all, relationships. Huge network, people I can count on. I can call you in and I'll be like, hey, Eli, let's just do this together. And I know that you will always be there. It's the same with Alexandra. Like every year I reach out for her, to her and I was like, hey, we're going to organize the event. Do you want to be a judge? And she's like, yes, yes, definitely. I want to be part of it. And you know, this like, like seeing this passion and for example, Rasmus, who is in the advisory board, he's like, hey, let's just do something bigger, you know, better. I'm, I'm grateful for each and every one of them because... 
being a volunteer is not easy. You have your life aside, right? You have your full-time job, you have your family, you have so many things that you have to deal with. And yet you show up every week and you're there and you dedicate your time. And at the end of the day, it's so great when people come to you and, and say, thank you for changing my life. I I don't see a better blessing for that. Like, I honestly, no money can buy that. That's it. Hearing that impact, it's priceless. It's your why. It's what energizes you and keeps you going. And again, Plamena, it's a credit to you. It's a credit to the team, your spirit, your energy. Because as you say, it can be hard sometimes. We're juggling so many different aspects. What has been a significant challenge that you've faced? And how have you had to overcome that and adapt? Throughout the years, our biggest challenge was getting companies on board. This, this has always been our biggest challenge because some companies that are still uh, with this conservative mindset, they are either not believing in the work that we do or still think that this is, oh, this is another girl power organization. Let me just do a PR. I'll just, you know, I just want to partner up with them, but, or we just want to partner up with them, but we want, we don't want to sponsor. And at the end of the day, it's it's not even a huge budget that we need. We, all we need is just cover like the, the food that we need to um, have on the table for the dinner, uh, some marketing materials, awards, and and the venue that we need to pay for. And that's but it's been a struggle every year. Like having the Nordics actually sponsor something has been a complete nightmare. For some reason, there is this. Um, I don't even know how to say it. I feel like it's a really wrong perception that equality has been achieved in the Nordics and they don't need to fight for it anymore, which is so wrong. It's so wrong because we are so, there's too, such a long way to go. It's actually a fact and, and, and it's, 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 it's such a, it's a statistic. I mean, if we read a little bit, instead of just listening to the news that are saying, oh, we're, we're so equal here in the Nordics, get the statistic, read something more, don't believe the media that much it's it's just the statistics and the facts are out there if you check even eurostat you'd see that we would need 200 more years to reach that so even if you see some women that are in leadership positions that doesn't mean that we have achieved equality <laughs> it's 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 just that you know like we have a, fe a female uh, uh, prime minister that doesn't mean that we have achieved equality we have so much to fight for Still, I mean, check your development teams. Like, how many women do you have in your uh, integration teams, for example, or your uh, computer programming, or anywhere uh, like programs at universities, or anywhere where we talk about programming or deep tech and so on, or even uh, women who start companies. Like, just read something more before you start believing in something. We are so good at believing media and assuming things. <laughs> And we tend to argue so much only based on that, but not based on fact. We should be a little bit more cautious towards that. Completely agree. And I feel that on these topics as well, it's never enough. If we want to achieve an equitable environment and we feel we've done that, it's not something that we should stop doing. We always need to be working to improve it, always be thinking of new innovative ideas, bringing those diverse minds together and perspectives to generate those solutions. And for companies who have 
sponsored Nordic Women in Tech Awards. What kind of feedback have you received from them? Especially last year, the, the feedback has been so positive. And we've had cases also where we, because we have so many talents, right? It's not only um, women that have achieved a lot in the in the tech industry that we celebrate. We celebrate also developers. Uh, we celebrate, you know, people from different aspects of technology, different areas. And we had a case uh, uh, where we, we had one of our the attendees at the event, actually, and one of our volunteers, actually, who got jobs at the, some of the sponsors that we, we, we had. Um, so we, we managed to be even matchmakers. Um, apart from it, they also see where they have, you know, where their, their sponsorship goes because they have full overview. They have full access to, to our um, community they have the opportunity to, to share their job ads. They have the possibility to network as much as possible with women in tech. And here, um, last year, actually, one of our, I, I saw, not one, I saw some of our sponsors that were taking, you know, pictures uh, from uh, facts and numbers on stage uh, by our speakers that were pointing out or sharing um, some uh, kind of wise words of how they have um, gone through the challenges as an organization, for example, how they have made sure that they uh, bring the topic of diversity and inclusion in their organizations, how they educate their teams about diversity and inclusion. So they get the possibility to actually learn more and bring it home, bring it to their organizations and, and make a difference. And I think this is, at the end of the day, this should be the case as well. This, is, this, is, this should be one of the things that they have as a takeaway from, from Nordic Women in Tech Awards. Not only network, but also having the possibility to learn more, uh, having the possibility to learn from other organizations that have already done that, and they have, you know, that have managed to 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 um, uh, find a way to fight the challenges. There are so many benefits of being a part of the Nordic Women in Tech Awards. Again, I can't recommend getting involved, sponsoring it enough. It's incredible. November the 9th in Iceland, Nordic Women in Tech Awards 2023. What aspects of this year's event are you really excited about? Well, first of all, it's Iceland. We're going to be there in November. So, you know, we're, we're going to see the Northern Lights and all that. Um, we are also planning some kind of trips for, uh, we're trying to partner up with some uh, touristic uh, organizations there like tour guides and so on, so we can bring some, offer something more to, to, the, to the attendees. We have, uh, we, we have secured the best venue in Reykjavik with the best view ever, Harfad. So it's going to be magical. That's, that's what I'm hoping for, a magic <laughs> or magical night. We're also thinking of hosting Women in Tech Breakfast the next day so we can continue networking. We can continue the, 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 the possibility to to meet um, or, or um, uh, match uh, sponsors with uh, attendees so they can have, you know, the possibility to network more. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, there's so many things that we're thinking of. Women Tech Iceland have done a great job um, with, with helping us uh, with the, the, the practicalities around the venue and, um, and some of the sponsors, which I'm very grateful for. Um, all I'm hoping is to see more companies on board this year, even though that we do it in Iceland and Iceland is not really, um, a, a destination where many companies are based. I still hope that those companies re that are in the rest of the Nordic countries realize that despite where we organize the event or where the event is hosted, the, 
number of women or, or participants from all Nordic countries, there is a fine balance. So even though the event is not really happening in, for example, Norway, we still have a huge Nordic, uh, Norwegian representation at the actual event. The event will be live streamed. Um, our network is still 7,000 plus members, so they have the possibility to, you know, to, to, to get into our talent pool that we have there. So having it in Iceland shouldn't be um, a reason of saying no to being part of this event. All I'm hoping for in the next couple of months is just to, to see more companies being part of this because we need, and our community needs to see that they care. That's, that's what I'm hoping for. I'm so excited for the event and for everything that's coming up, the continued evolution. And finally, Plamena, I'm curious, if you had a theme song that played whenever you walked into a room, what would it be and why? The first song that came to my mind was, it's my life. <laughs> Don't wait for things. Um, act as fast as possible. We tend to overthink, but it's our life or now or never, right? So take the first step, try things out. I think the word curiosity that you said earlier, I love that word because I'm curious about things. I want to experience it all and then say that this is something that is not for me. Um, try things, try even things that you think that you don't like, just try them out before you say so, right? I think being curious about things, starting without um, thinking too much, because in any case, we're going to take a risk. Um, start a company. A lot of people are like, oh, you know, this is not for me. I'm going to invest a lot of money. I don't know where to start from. If you really have a great business idea, give it a go. Otherwise, for the rest of your life, you will regret that you have never tried. So don't think, act. I think this would be my kind of final <laughs> sentence here. I, I, I have tried my entire life to live by that, you know, not to think too much because sometimes the more we think about it, the more doubts are coming in. Do you know what? That's your drop the mic moment and I'm totally, totally here for it. Thank you so much, Plamena, for your time, your passion, your energy. You are beyond inspiring. And it's been such a pleasure speaking. Thank you for having me, Lee. It's always a pleasure. Absolutely always. Thank you for listening to today's episode. And we hope you're feeling inspired. If you are, please feel free to like, share, subscribe, and join us on our mission to create a diverse, inclusive, and equitable universe. This podcast is brought to you by Equal IT, a mission-driven business working to diversify tech teams through refined talent acquisition, complemented by diversity and inclusion consulting. As an Azure Heroes inclusive leader, we aim for teams to cultivate a strong sense of belonging and equity. Find us on Twitter and LinkedIn. We welcome your feedback, questions, and would love to hear from you. Join us next time on Equal Inspired.